Smells like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It is Tuesday, October 4th. I'm your host, Kyle August, and this is the Waiver Wire Show ahead of week five. Appreciate you tuning into this one. As always, you got to be subscribed because there are tons of great shows being dropped almost every single day right here on the Warzone Network. And I appreciate you guys hanging with us as we are through the first month of the NFL season. Some decent ads this week off of the wire, better than the first couple weeks for sure. Uh, so you definitely have to go through, scrub that wire right now, see who's available. There are some fringe guys that are slightly above the threshold here, um, around that maybe 55 to 60% range. So if you're in some shallower leagues, maybe you have to go a little bit deeper than some of these guys I'm going to touch on today, but otherwise you guys know the drill 50% ownership going to cover my top ads at each position. So let's just do this thing. Let's go. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, this is all going to be up on the screen for you guys. If you're listening on the podcast, don't worry. I'll take you through this. Quick programming note, no waiver wire sniping this week. So on Saturday, no waiver wire sniping. If you follow me on Twitter at Kyle Monthday, I'll give you some of my top ads uh, that you can stash ahead of the week five kickoff. And do not forget little PSA. You'll probably hear this a few times, but another London game this week as well. So make sure you get those lineups set early and or wake up early to see which one of your all-stars have been ruled inactive. Top three ads, regardless of position, 50% or less ownership in Yahoo. Right at the mark is Raheem Mostert. For some reason, is 50% owned. No idea why. Uh, he is the lead back for the Miami Dolphins. We've seen Chase Edmonds get goal line work. He's got some touchdowns, but the workload has been going to Mostert as far as touches. That will that has been that way for a couple weeks and will likely continue as long as Mostert is healthy. So I'm going Raheem Mostert as my top ad if he's some for some reason available in your league. There's going to be a lot of teams looking for running backs this week, especially with Javante Williams' injury. So you're going to have to spend up on Mostert. If he's out there, you go get him. You can never have enough running back depth. Michael Gallup is at number two, 41% owned, and Isaiah McKenzie, 47% owned. Gallup coming, working his way back from injury, cut a touchdown this last week, and McKenzie could benefit from a Jameson Crowder injury that will leave him off the field for some time. Here we go. QB streamers for week five. Not a ton of good ones, but here are the options we have. Teddy Bridgewater going to get the start for Tua, who's already been ruled out this week at the New York Jets. Uh, so he's going to be my top ad. As far as talent level-wise, most of these guys are pretty similar, but the matchup is what puts Teddy over the edge, even on the road. Long week. He's a vet. He can get it done. He's got good weapons against the Jets, 2% own. Number two on this list is Ryan Tannehill, going to be going up against the Washington Commanders on the road, 17% owned. Tannehill has two touchdowns in two of the four games this year. He had that one soup ultra dud um, against the Bills, but otherwise I think Tannehill will be serviceable enough uh, in week five, number three, I'm putting Jameis Winston on this list, but he's purely just a speculative ad. If he's back healthy at home against Seattle, I like it at 36% owned. He would be my favorite of this group, but there's just the uncertainty of the injury and, or does Andy Dalton just get the nod, uh, based off how he played against Minnesota in London. And number four, this is an ultimate dart throw because I don't think he's going to play this week, but if you can put a $0 bid or a free agent ad drop later on in the week on Mac Jones, if it sounds like he's going to suit up, he'd be a great streamer because he has the best matchup for fantasy versus the Detroit Lions. That's going to be in New England, 19% owned. So Teddy B at the top against the Jets, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, and Mac Jones round out the QB streamers for this week. Of course, be paying attention there. Uh, some fluid situations at the quarterback position, potentially in New York. 
Uh, with the Giants, they're going to be in London dealing with quarterback injury to Daniel Jones and concussion to Tyrod Taylor. So make sure you pay attention there. Uh, obviously, I mentioned that two has already been ruled out. Uh, but Kenny Pickett also, if you're in Superflex Leagues and Pickett for whatever reason was not rostered, he's going to be the starter going forward. So you need to go add Kenny Pickett as well. All right, running backs. This is a little bit of what are you looking for? Are you looking for some instant impact on your team or are you looking for a little bit of stash? At the top, it's Raheem Mostert. I talked about him earlier already. He is currently the lead dog getting the most work for that uh, Miami Dolphins backfield. Even with Chase Edmonds there, Mostert's still the guy. Number two for me is Mike Boone at 2% on PPR leagues mainly here. He's been getting worked in a little bit over the last couple weeks anyway with the Javante Williams injury. Uh, after that uh, injury in week four, we saw a pretty even split between uh, Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. I expect it to be a little bit more in favor of Gordon, probably 60-40, maybe 65-35. Boone should see the passing down work from what we saw even when all three backs were healthy. But Melvin Gordon has four fumbles in four weeks, so if he gets doghouse, Mike Boone could be the beneficiary there. Uh, Boone is a guy I'm definitely rostering. He needs to be way more than 2% on now that his opportunity uh, has become more prevalent in that offense. But I'm not blowing all my fab or a waiver priority on him. Boone is probably somebody that I you know, I throw maybe a couple bucks on. Uh, if it's PPR, maybe 5%, maybe 10% of my budget, depending on how desperate I am. Uh, but otherwise, I'm just trying to see if I can just grab him on Wednesday morning off the free agency or zero one dollar bid. Um, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in him uh, in non PPR leagues or even half. A uh, few stash candidates. Number three on this list. He was mentioned on waiver wire sniping on Saturday, but Kenneth Walker is now below the 50 percent threshold at 47 percent. I don't expect that to rise much due to Rashad Penny really establishing himself last week as that lead back outplaying Kenneth Walker. Walker's still getting some touches, but uh, Penny's been really dominant. Uh, so I'm still banking on the fact of Penny not being able to stay healthy, which is not a given for any running back, but especially for Penny who has a history of getting banged up. So I'm stashing Kenneth Walker wherever I can. There's no way he's on a wire in my league. Rashad White saw some nice opportunity this last Sunday night against the Chiefs. The Bucks backfield did not get going due to game script right out of the gate. They pretty much were not running the ball at all. White saw the past, a lot of passing downs work there. Fournette did catch a touchdown late in that game. But I think Rashad White, again, it, I've talked about him almost every week on waiver wire sniping. He is one of the top handcuffs in the below 50% ownership group. He's really been the only other show in town behind Fournette in that Bucks offense. Number five and six are a little bit of, you know, unlike Walker and White, it might be a little bit kind of stash wait and see. Tyler Auger and Caleb Huntley, the two running backs for the Atlanta Falcons, looking to benefit immediately from Cordero Patterson going on IR. Algier is 18% on and Caleb Huntley is 1% on. They were even on the on the carries last week. Huntley did get that touchdown late as well. Uh, so they're pretty dead even for me. I'll take whoever's cheapest, but I'm not really banking on either of these guys being huge contributors for fantasy. And there's also another route I'd probably rather go in this Atlanta backfield we'll get to in just a minute. Number seven, kind of cheated here. I put two guys on here, so I guess this is 10 total guys. But Mark Ingram, 31% owned, and Latavius Murray, 1% owned. They're pretty much interchangeable in that offense. Murray got the got the touchdown. Ingram was seeing more touches until he had to leave the game. Looked like It sounded like maybe cramping or something. Came back into that game on Sunday. But they were pretty evenly split. Only in deeper leagues would I even roll either one of these guys, guys out in my fantasy lineup, even if Kamara is inactive for another week. Number eight is Isaiah Pacheco. The rookie running back looked really good. Got some got some touches. He's still third fiddle 
in that offense, but he's a guy that I'm kind of trying to stash right now just to see if he could overtake CEH at some point this season. Somebody like a, a Warren out there in Pittsburgh, right? he's not going to overtake Najee, but he's a great, great handcuff. I think Pacheco kind of is that handcuff with a little bit of dash of potentially upsetting the, the, the starter. And then number nine on this list, if you just want everyone to kind of, you know, spend all their money, waste all their fab, just kind of hang back a little bit. A little bit of a sneaky ad is Damian Williams. Currently on IR, he was placed on IR in week two. So he just has one more week to go. Could he get activated? It didn't sound like an overly serious injury uh, when he was placed on IR. It was a little bit of a surprise. And now with Cordero Patterson going out for at least the next four weeks, guaranteed, Williams is a guy that I'm looking to just stash for free or very minimal fab bid this week. And then maybe the veteran goes in and leapfrogs those two younger backs after week five. Wide receiver uh, mentioned a couple of these guys right off the top at the beginning of the show. Michael Gallup for sure is a guy that needs to be more owned. I've been talking about him every single week on waiver wire sniping. So if he's not on your roster, that's your own fault. Isaiah McKenzie, like I said, the Jamison Crowder injury should give McKenzie a few more looks. Uh, they were split in time pretty evenly this season but it seems like McKenzie now could be the slot guy for the Bills in that high-powered offense going forward. Number three is Jacoby Myers. This might be more of a stash candidate. Uh, great matchup this week, but does he play? He's missed the two last two weeks. He's still the number one guy in this offense when they're all fully healthy, not just Myers, but also Mac Jones. Number four is Josh Reynolds. He had, he had some good production even before last week, but really shined, obviously, being the only show in town with uh, DJ Chark and, more importantly, Amon Ross St. Brown going out. Uh, for that Detroit Lions offense. But this is a team that will consistently be playing either from behind or trying to overcome their defensive efficiencies. So Josh Reynolds at 20% owned should definitely be more rostered uh, based off the opportunity that he seemed to carve out for himself, um, even when those guys return. Traylon Burks is number five at 40% owned. This is looking like an easy stash. Uh, he is go He's injured. So if they put him on IR or not is yet to be seen as of recording this. Uh, just prior to the Monday night football game. We haven't heard that yet, but it sounds like due, due to turf toe, he's going to miss at least a few weeks. So Burks is somebody that if, you're, if your redraft league allows you to put players that are out uh, in an IR slot, Burks is a great guy that you can pick up if he's some, for some reason available in your league or is dropped. Pay attention to that throughout the week. If Burks is dropped, pick him up, roster him through the week, dump him into that IR spot once he's been ruled out, and you're good to go. A little less sexy here, six, seven, eight. Jarvis Landry, 36% on. Pay attention to those Saints injuries as far as if Michael Thomas is still out. I think Landry, if he can be another week uh, as far as the injury he was dealing with, another week into that, might see a few more opportunities there as the number two option in that passing game. Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson. Tony is 27% on. Robinson is 4% on. Now Michael Gallup is banged up, and it's not sounding good for him. Uh, so in addition to him not being good at football, uh, the injury there could present the opportunity for these two young receivers who we haven't had on the field this season. So again, Gallup, McKenzie, Myers, Reynolds, Burks, Landry, Tony, and Wandale Robinson. Tight end streamers for week five. Tyler Conklin's at the top of the board, over 50 yards for him in Zach Wilson's debut. He gets the Miami Dolphins at 42% owned. He's a guy that's shown up this entire season. And it was good to see him still put up a relevant day with Zach Wilson under center. Number two is Logan Thomas, extremely disappointing over the last couple weeks, but now with the rookie Dotson down with an injury that should leave this offense with just three more streamlined options for Carson Wentz. They're going to be at home against Tennessee. Logan Thomas at 24% on is my number two tight end streamer. Number three is Hunter Henry, the dream matchup against the Detroit Lions at 35% on. Even without Mac Jones, you could still stream Henry this week, not only due to the extremely 
beneficial matchup for him, but also too, John U. Smith down with an injury. Henry did not leave the field on Sunday. This is a guy that I'm kind of taking a peek at if I'm not happy with my tight end situation. Henry at 35% owned is a guy that if I'm not streaming him, I may still just stash if I have the extra roster spot. And number four is Hayden Hurst. Caught the touchdown last week. Not much else, uh, but he's been involved in the Cincinnati offense, and we usually forget about those Thursday night guys. Hurst going up against Baltimore, 21% owned. So Conklin at the top of the list, 42% owned, but sub 35. We got Thomas, Henry, and Hurst, like adding these guys. Decent streamers this week at the tight end position. And then last but not least, DST. Top of the board, going up against Justin Fields, check. At home matchup, check. That makes the Minnesota Vikings, 41% owned, my top DST streamers going up against that inept Chicago Bears offense. Number two on this list is the Miami Dolphins. At, on the road against the Jets, but a little extended week for them, 22% owned. I don't mind taking that shot. And then Jacksonville going to be at home in a divisional matchup against the uh, Houston Texans. So I dig that as well, 13% owned. So we're going Vikings at the Bears, Miami Dolphins against the Jets, and Jacksonville divisional matchup against the Houston Texans. There you have it, week five waiver wire. Appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Again, no waiver wire sniping this upcoming week, but I'll be back at it with a week, week, week six waiver wire. Easy for me to say. Do not forget, bye week start in week six. So got to be looking at the head just a little bit, seeing where your holes are a little bit early. Waiver wire sniping, baby. That's what it's all about. Until then, catch you boys next week. Best of luck in week five.